Well, take your Bible, turn with us to Proverbs if you have it or on your phone or you can look on the screen at the different uh, verses. We're going to be looking at Proverbs chapter 3. This book, as I remind you again tonight, when Solomon wrote most of this, of which he did write most of it, he was writing it um, mainly to people who are going to be leaders in that society and uh, in Israel. And so he is teaching them, instructing them in wisdom so that they can function politically, socially, economically. And so he covers the broad spectrum of what they're going to be facing and telling them that they need wisdom. So wherever you're at in life, whatever you're doing, um, there may not be many politicians in here, but um, they're just good people that love God, that work hard and try to do the best they can, raise their family to serve God and, and uh, help their church and serve in their church. And speaking of serving, this Friday night is the fall festival. Thank God. This is the time of year the weather has finally given us relief. This is why we live in Florida for the next uh, three months. And then the heat returns. And uh, God have mercy. This was a hot summer. I forget. They're all hot anyway. And so thank God for air conditioning. Amen. Praise God for air conditioning. Can you imagine people that live in tropical lands and have no air conditioning. God has so designed their body that they can get more used to it than us. I, how many of you, did, like me, didn't grow up with air conditioning? Wow. That many of us were poor growing up, dear Lord. How many of you had air conditioning? Yeah, you can tell you. Yeah, yeah, you just got that look about you. Yeah, I'm somebody. Um, I had air conditioning growing up. Well, I went off to Bible college, and they didn't have air conditioning at Bible college when I first went to Southeastern in Lakeland, and uh, I guess they had some students complaining about it, and I was uh, uh, the vice president of the junior class. No big deal, but anyway, uh, they called me in because they were considering spending uh, like 75 or so thousand dollars to put air conditioning in, and they called me in to ask my opinion. You know what I told them? I said, we don't need air conditioning. And uh, I never had it. I didn't know the benefit of it. And then when we got it, I'm like, this is what I have missed all my life. It is so wonderful. Anyway, um, well, I have no idea why I got on that, but uh, it's hot. was hot, but now it's cool, and there's a fall festival. That's why I got on it. All right, fall festival. You can still sign up to serve. And uh, if you just want to come, be a part of it. Listen, it is a great opportunity just to mill around, meet people, introduce yourself, um, get something to eat, enjoy the evening, and uh, join with us in praying for really good weather. But uh, in the past, we've had several thousands attend, and we're looking for a great Friday night experience, especially for the kids. Um, it's about the kids, and this is our Halloween alternative, all right? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, 
Thank you so much for your goodness, your mercy and grace upon our lives. Thank you for this group of people who have assembled here today. Lord, I pray your blessing on their lives. Some of them made extra effort to be here. Lord, you know who they are. And I pray that you would just bless them abundantly. God, they've already sensed your presence in worship. And I thank you, Lord, they're going to walk out of here and say, wow, God spoke to my heart. God touched my heart in a special way tonight. I pray your blessing on your people in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Well, wisdom. Um, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1, Solomon writes, My son, do not forget my law. Don't forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. Well, the first admonition in chapter 3, keep my commands. It's the law of the Lord, uh, and he commands uh, and command, remind us, that the words of the wise were more than opinions or suggestions, they were commands. So really as believers, we're commanded to seek after God, seek after wisdom and apply it to our lives. Wisdom is the application of knowledge to our lives so that we prosper, so that we are used of God in any capacity that God would call us to. But the treasure of wisdom is many and varied, and so many areas of our life are touched by wisdom, um, not, just, um, not just in the spiritual realm, but in the practical realm also. Uh, today, we're working on something in the office. Several months ago, Pastor Ben, who is... Um, uh, our CFO, and he's a CPA, and he's got a whole bunch of other things behind his name that I don't know what they all mean. But he said one statement in staff meeting that caught my attention. And he said something about um, portability. If you move, make sure if you qualify for portability of Homestead, make sure you apply. So I hear that, and I'm like, I don't know whether I qualify or whether I can get this, but he was implying there was a saving. How many of you like to save money? All right. How many of you didn't raise your hand? We're going to pray for you because there's something wrong with you. All right, so uh, the other day I was at a place of business. Boy, I'm going all over the place. But anyway, I'm coming back to Pastor Ben in a little bit, all right? But the other day I, I went to a place of business and I was talking to someone and they said, uh, yeah, uh, I've got a client um, that is under a lot of anxiety and uh, they were expressing it to me and I'm like, really, what, what's going on in their life? And they said, well, they um, have student loan debt of like $400,000 and they're still going to school because they need that extra money and of course, if they stop, they'll they'll have to start paying the money back. And I sat right there and I got anxious just listening to that. I, I was like, no, I'm kidding. But uh, I'm like, oh my Lord, that poor lady. 
She's in a hole. She's going to have to go to school the rest of her life. I mean, literally the rest of her life. And uh, when she's on her deathbed, I don't know if they will come and take her body as payment. I don't know. But it will be impossible outside of a miracle to ever. My Lord, if your kids are going to school, do not let them go into a lot of student debt. All right? That's a word of wisdom right there. I mean, that's worth a lot of money. I didn't even charge you for it. It is wisdom from above. Well, go back to Pastor Ben and portability. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. And I talked to him afterwards. I, when I don't know about something that can save me money, I want to find out about it. That is the pursuit of wisdom also. So I questioned him and he said, well, you've got like a certain amount of time to qualify. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't, I don't know where I'm at. And so I figured it out and I took Took off downtown, uh, not then, but a day or so later, took off downtown, and I stood in line, got a number at this place that I thought was where I was supposed to be. And uh, I waited and waited, and then they called me up there, and they said, oh, sir, you're in the wrong place. And um, please tell me I'm not the only one who's ever done that. I right, so three of us, oh, we're in, we need prayer. All right, so anyway, and then... Uh, I was supposed to go to what, the tax assessor's office. Um, and so I finally found it. In the, one of the most beautiful, expensive buildings downtown, I walked in. And uh, I, I'm like, wow, this is fancy. Your taxes are really at work. All right. So anyway, um, and I had already figured out, oh, my goodness. I filed for Homestead. But now I remember there was... Do you qualify for? And they had some abbreviation of letters there that stood for this portability. And I didn't know what it was. I'm like, I don't think so. Because I don't have the wisdom to know so. And so uh, I didn't check it. They didn't want me to find out about the portability. Because it would save them money. Save me money. And uh, take a plank of gold off their wall down there. And so... I finally got in there, and a lady that knew me as pastor met me at the front reception. I'm like, so far, so good. And a lady comes back to get me, to take me back to do the paperwork. And she's like, Pastor. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Anyway, there's a lot of wisdom out there, and it's not just spiritual wisdom. We need spiritual wisdom for sure, but there is wisdom out there to be gained. And that little statement in the staff meeting is saving Alice and I about $2,000 a year in taxes. Can I say amen? Yes. All right. So anyway, so wisdom, pursue it. Don't let it get away from you on the economic level, on the spiritual level. There is wisdom that will benefit you spiritually, and there is wisdom that will benefit you economically, so you can even give more spiritually. Now, you didn't think about that one, did you? All right, so, so you get more over here so you can give more to the next missionary that comes through. And so God will, he wants to bless you. He wants you to save money. Yes, he certainly does. All right, all right, the reasons given for motivation for wisdom. Number one, long life, long life. Proverbs chapter three, verse two, for length of days and long life. And peace they will add to you. Length of days, long life, and peace. Peace that surpasses all what? 
understanding so that in your long life you will face things but God will give you a peace that is beyond our understanding. Wow, literally years of life is what he is implying here. All right, number two, grace. He'll give you grace and high esteem when you walk in the wisdom of God and pursue the wisdom of God. And so verse four says, and so find favor, and so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. So find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. We already have the favor of God, amen? But we love it when that favor is demonstrated in our life and our actions. Well, mercy and success are based on wise choices. Before you make choices that are gonna affect you or your family, Seek after godly wisdom. Seek God for wisdom and ask him for wisdom. Any of us, all of us can make a mistake and we all have. But the truth of the matter is, okay, we made a mistake. We're going to learn from it. That's why around here with our staff, they know we celebrate mistakes. We celebrate mistakes because we're all gonna make them. So how are we gonna deal with them? We're gonna celebrate them. Why do we celebrate mistakes? Because hopefully we will never do it again. And so we've learned a lesson. And then we've learned something from that mistake. The main thing is not to do it again, all right? So we, we celebrate mistakes because the opposite of celebrating a mistake is to grieve over a mistake. It is to get down over a mistake, and you don't want to go there. So, hey, wipe your, the dust off of the mistake and say, I'm going on. I'm not living in the past. I'm not going to live in a mistake. I know Jesus, and he erases the past through the blood of Jesus Christ. So we make sure, let's, all of you, let me challenge you. Some of you have never heard that statement before. Celebrate your mistakes, all right? Celebrate your mistakes. Luke chapter two, verse 52, an interesting verse. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Now, Jesus, of course, was Man, all man, born of Mary, and yet all God, because the Holy Ghost came upon Mary, and he was her, the father of Jesus, or God the Father. And so, he was always, always has been, always will be, but in that moment, Jesus took on the form God took on the form of man. So the man part grew in wisdom, grew in stature, and in favor both with God and with man. Well, Proverbs. Here is probably some of the most favorite verses in the Bible. Here it is. And all of us, if you've been saved more than a couple of weeks, you probably know it. Somebody's going to tell you this if you're a new believer. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 8, it is the second admonition. It is trust the Lord in guidance. Trust the Lord in guidance. Trust means to confide in. It means uh, to have confidence in. It speaks of relationship. Do you realize 
You cannot have a real relationship unless it is built on trust. If you are married and you don't trust your wife, you are going to live in fear and you are going to live in torment and you're going to torment her. So you can't live like that. And if you've got a friend and you're like, I can't trust a thing they say. I, 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 I try to depend on them, but they're undependable. And so you shy away from that relationship because it's not real friendship. Because real friendship is built on trust. And uh, so, and even if there's a mistake made, uh, we celebrate it together and we move on and we make amends where needed. Trust must continue. It must grow. When you first came to Christ, no, you didn't trust him uh, even to the level you do right now. But if you've been serving God for a while, you trust him more today. You have found that place of, of abiding in Christ and trusting in God. Well, it begins with a commitment. Nothing less than with all of our heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, with all your emotions, all your mind, that mind that tries to run contrary to the will of God. It tries to go back to the old life, but trust in the Lord with all your mind. All right, this is such a great verse. And lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your own understanding. That's where you make mistakes. That's where you take the long road. That's where where you take the wrong road and so you don't you everybody's in here has tried to lean on your own understanding but you have now discovered that you cannot lean to your own understanding because you don't know what God knows uh, let me give you an illustration someone not too long ago told me hey um, why don't you get the app uh, Waze it's a it's a directional app and I'm like, I don't need that because I've got Google Maps. And uh, so they said, well, I would recommend it. Try it out. Told me where to go. Uh, how many of you have Waze? Oh, my goodness. Well, you are a smart bunch. And uh, you already, how many of you have had it for over a year? Oh, Lord, why didn't you tell me? All right, so what? What? Uh, what? Why? Why didn't you tell me? I, this could have helped me a year ago. And you just used it yourself. Anyway, all right, so, all right, you need to share wisdom, all right, and things that help. But ways, um, I started using it. And one day, I was going to Lakeland, and how many of you know where I-4 is? And there's like, uh, off to the right, there's like two highways that converge to merge into I-4. And so four lanes are like going into one lane which goes into I-4. Now, whoever designed that needs wisdom because it is obvious that day they were drinking and they had no wisdom flowing through their brain. How many of you know where I'm talking about? Yes. The rest of you, don't go that way at 5 o'clock, all right, anytime. All right, but 
one day Alice is in babysitting and I'm supposed to go over there. So I went to Waze and it said uh, 408 all the way over to 429 and cut across. Now my mind says that doesn't really make sense, but I know about I have understanding. My understanding knows about that because why do I know about it? Because I have sat in it for several hours in the last year or so. Well, maybe one and a half. And uh, you know what some people do? It gets so exasperating over there. Some people waiting in that long, long line, they cut across the ditch and go into I-4. And I'm sure none of you have ever done that. Let me just ask, how many of you have? <laughs> look, look around. I was so tempted. I saw other people getting away with it. I didn't see a cop pulling them over. I didn't see a sign that said, don't do it, Carl. And so I'm like, I want to do it, but I didn't. Alice is in the car. She flips out about stuff like cutting across ditches. And so anyway, um, so I go, okay, I'm going to listen to this, an app. When I'm going to 429 and I go and I'm on 408 and I, I know it's going to put me on the turnpike, but no, it says exit onto 50. And I'm like, I am not going to do that. I'm leaning to my own understanding. Because 50, and I look, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, 50, it'll be just packed with cars. And so I, I thought, okay, I'm not going to listen to this. What do they know? And so I get on to the turnpike. And I'm like, oh, my Lord. For those of you who have done it, the traffic was backed up like, I don't know, two miles on the right-hand side trying to get on 429. And I look over, and I can see Highway 50. And it's... And I'm like, I can't believe I've done this. I have leaned to my own understanding, and here is a higher wisdom than me. They see, I don't know how they see, but they see things. Now, let me tell you, God sees things, all right? You and I don't see. God sees what you don't see. And so you and I are leaning to our own understanding. We're like, I'm not getting on 50. And God says, I would recommend it. <laughs> and I didn't do it. And so I got in all that traffic. I'm like, oh my goodness. And I said to myself, what you and I have said to God before, I said, Waze, I'm going to trust you next time. I'm not going to lean to my own understanding. How many of you have ever said anything that you didn't carry through on it? Because last night, Alice and I got in a car, our car and started driving to someone who was very much in distress and and need a prayer. And so it's a long way away. It's way up in the Winter Springs area. And so I turned it on. And it told me which way to go. And I'm like, I'm not going that way. Because this time I'm like, I know better than them. 
I really do. And so I went the way I wanted to go. And so Alice was in agreement. And so uh, she was leaning, she was leaning to her own understanding too. And so, and you know what this thing did? It said, it said, um, when I first went, it said, okay, it gave me another route. It was like, this guy's going to do it. And so it gave me another route. And then I went, I kept going another way and it said, do a U-turn. Do a U and it was like authoritative. Do a U-turn. It was like, do a U-turn. And I'm like, no, I'm going on. <laughs> Listen, whether I like it or not, this thing knows things that I don't know. Whether I agree with it or not, this app knows things that I don't know. You should, I recommend this. It will tell you if there is a cop up ahead. <laughs> not that I need that information, but I'm, uh, I'm just telling you, all right? So it will tell you if there's debris on the road. How it knows? I have no idea. How it knows? And I have... No idea, really, the vastness of the wisdom of God. But it knows more than this app. He knows more than this app knows. And if I would just trust him with all my heart and say, you know, God, I didn't trust you last time. I thought I knew better. And it proved out I should have listened to you. And God, I said then, Next time, God, I'm going to trust you. And I, time went by and I got into another situation. And I'm like, ah, I think, uh, I think this time. And once more, you know what this thing kept doing? It kept rerouting us. It didn't come on and say, you stupid nutcase. It didn't come on and say, I'm, I'm shutting down. You're not listening to me anyway. I'm, sh I'm just going to shut down right now. No, every time I kept going where it didn't say to go, it would give me the best route from where I was forcing myself to go. And God will help us. I, Alice and I were, were driving and we were thinking, we kept seeing this thing change. And it was like, God said, they're, they're, they're just going to go, keep going, aren't they? They're just going to keep going. And God says, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them the best route to get to where I want them to go. And you and I, folks, I hope that helps all of us to put it in perspective that, that this knows things about traffic I don't know, and God knows things about everything that I don't know, see? And so we don't want to lean to our own understanding because it's going to take longer. It's going to be more frustrating. No, we're going to lean to God's understanding. Amen. How many of you are going to plan to do that? All right. So trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Proverbs chapter three, verse seven says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Don't be wise and don't think more highly of yourself, Paul said. Don't think more highly of yourself than you should. Uh, do not think less of yourself than you should. Also, don't be wise in your own eyes. 
fear the Lord. Realize where wisdom comes from. Give him all the praise. And if I save money on my taxes, give him all the praise. I mean, he's the one that allowed that word to come forth for me to hear it and to act on it. Wisdom, and I give him the praise. Amen? So when you trust the Lord and God guides you, make sure you give him praise. Amen? Praise God. All right. The ingredients of trust. The ingredients of trust. Number one. Guys, I'm going ahead a little bit. Commitment. Commitment is an ingredient of trust. And trust, let's look at it in our marriage relationship. Commitment is symbolized in the giving and receiving of rings in a wedding and the endowing of the partner with all my worldly goods as in a wedding ceremony. So when we get married, we endow to the other uh, we share with one of everything that was mine is now ours and everything that was hers is now mine. And so uh, let me encourage you couples. All right, please listen to me. Let me get, encourage you couples. Uh, have things together. No, this is mine. This is hers. She pays this. She pays that. Uh, we have two bank accounts. Well, actually, I have two. He has one. And so, listen, no, let's have things together. Amen? Commitment speaks of togetherness. Number two, renunciation is clearly voiced in the statement in a wedding, forsaking all others forsaking all others. And then number three, relationship. Relationship to have and to hold from this day forward. Speaking of intimacy, relationship, uh, camaraderie, fellowship. All right, Proverbs. Well, let me touch on that again. All right, so number one, commitment is necessary for trust. Number two, renunciation. No, I'm not going to lean to my own understanding. I'm going to trust God. I, I don't know what he's doing and how he's, how he's going to work this out, but I trust God. I may not see it, but God sees it, and he knows the best way to get me to where he wants me to be. And then relationship. Relationship to have and to hold. So that's like with God. We have a relationship with God, and He holds us in the difficult times. He carries us along life's journey. Relationship. Well, let's look at Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9. It says, Honor the Lord with your what? Possessions. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. Folks, let me tell you something. Um, as pastor, I and as, this goes for everyone on staff. This goes really for the, the entire church as, as it is a church. We want everybody in this church to be blessed. That is one thing. I hate it when I see people struggle. I, I just, it tears me up to see people just for year after year after year after year after year barely get by. I, I really grieve or can grieve over that kind of thing. And uh, yet I know that God wants to help you. He wants to bless you. But you've got to trust him. And you've got to trust him 
in your finances. You gotta, you gotta trust him to the point where you're like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start honoring God with all my increase. I'm gonna start honoring God. And years ago, I had a relative and, they, and I was talking to them about giving and, and they said to me, they said, Listen, I don't have any anything. I mean, it's not like I've got extra money and I'm like, well, since you don't have anything anyway, why don't you go ahead and give a little of what you do have? And uh, I just thought, okay, you're barely getting by. You giving uh, your tithe to the Lord is not gonna be a make or break situation. Go ahead. That is why God says, test me, test me. Test me. I, for one, when God says test him, we should test him. Amen? And so maybe you've never tested God. So why don't you make a commitment with God tonight? Say, God, I am going to test you in my finances. I have no idea how you're going to do it. But you are going to be in for a, a, a miracle happening in your life. Say amen. And so anyway... Trust the Lord with your money. Trust the Lord with all your increase. Deuteronomy, let me uh, read this for you. It's not on the screen. Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 2 and verse 10. Just listen. That you shall take some of the first of the produce of the ground, which you shall bring from your land, that the Lord your God is giving you. This is a rural society, of course. And, and so... They barter and trade and sell and, and grains and produce. Where you and I, we uh, go to work, we, we trade and sell and, and, uh, with money. And it says, put it in a basket. Or in our case, we put some of our increase. Put it in a basket. Go to the place where the Lord your God chooses to make his name abide. And now, behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land which you Lord let me stop there I should have put this on the screen and now behold I have brought the first fruits of the land which you O Lord have given me you everything comes from God everything you say well I go out and work for it but unless God gives you breath you can't work for it your breath will end, all right? So God gives you breath to be able to get up and breathe through the night. Do you know what a miracle that is? What, just think about it. All of us tonight are gonna go home or go and lay down and go to sleep. We are not going to know anything about what's happening for several hours. We're just laying there. God's watching over us. And you and I are breathing, and we're not even thinking about it. I mean, think about it. Now, some of you are breathing louder than others, right? So, but, and so maybe there's somebody around that knows you're breathing, all right? So, but, but think about it. It's just unbelievable. It's almost unimaginable to think that. We just evolved, and somewhere in the millions of years of evolution, we decided that at night we were going to take a break and just zone out for hours and just keep breathing without even really 
Our brain, I, I don't know if the brain is telling us to breathe. I don't guess. It's just God. Just He gives us our next breath. You better be thanking God for your next breath. You better thank God because tonight you would never wake up. But tomorrow morning, you're going to wake up and you're still going to be breathing. And you're going to breathe all day tomorrow because of the goodness of God. The magnitude of God is absolutely overwhelming. I do not see how anybody with a smidgen of wisdom of this world could ascertain that God was not involved in the creation of this human body. How could a scientist or a biologist or anybody that studies not only the body but this universe come to any other conclusion with the preciseness of what's happening in our world and in this body. The magnitude of it is more wisdom than we will probably ever know here on this earth. But it's exciting to know that God wants us to be a part of his wisdom and to seek after it and to trust in him with all of our heart and to lean not to our own understanding. We eventually got to where we were going last night. It may have taken us a little longer, but we had, we spent a little extra time together. Okay. But eventually I said, okay, Alice, from here on out, I'm following because I have no earthly idea where we're going. And when we got to a certain area, I thought I Never knew in Seminole County that this area even existed. And much less how to navigate and find. I would, I may still be looking for their house if it had not been for ways. And how it does it, I don't know. But that is nothing. That is not, that is, you can't even call that wisdom compared to the wisdom of God. But that impresses us. And sometimes we don't get impressed enough with the glorious, incredible, untold, unimaginable wisdom of God. And he says, seek it. And you'll have benefit from it. Bow your heads with us, please. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for helping us. Lord, your word tells us, trust in you with all of our heart and lean not to our own understanding. God, I pray that for those that right now, Lord, need a word of wisdom or a word of direction, God, and they're defaulting at times to their own understanding. I pray, oh Lord God, that they would be infused with the knowledge of God the wisdom they need. God, direct their footsteps. Close doors that you don't want them to walk through. Open doors wide. Lord, that you have planned for them to walk through. Open it wide, Lord, so they can clearly see. Give us all a heart 
Lord, to trust in you. Totally committed. Totally in relationship. Totally renouncing anything but first and foremost, you. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. And while heads are bowed, there are no doubt people sitting right here in this building that do not have a relationship with Christ. And if that's you, boy, I'm just telling you, I do not know how people go through this life without Christ, without that supernatural, empowering peace that surpasses understanding when things happen that knock us off of our feet. Today, sadly, I read something that somebody had put on social media and they said, this is so sad, they said, but in our state, a three-year-old little girl was kidnapped and found dead in a dump. Can you? No, we can't. No, we can't comprehend the pain and the hurt that some parent is feeling right now. How can we ever even explain such a travesty and horror? I pray that those parents either know Christ or will turn to Christ. They may never understand why this has happened. Who can except for evil in the world? But there's something better than understanding and that is trusting God when you don't understand. And so, Lord, I do. I pray that wherever they are, if these parents don't know you, I pray, God, that they would find you through this horrid, terrible loss in their lives. But God, for those in here, that will face life without you? God, I pray that tonight they would turn to you with their whole heart. In Jesus' name. While every head is bowed, please. Right now, if that's you, you need Christ. You need Christ. I'm telling you, you need Christ, whether you realize it or not. And the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now just that same word. If that's you, why don't you just raise your hand? I'm going to pray for you. Cross this building. If that's you, lift your hand high. Let me see it. Let me pray for you. And uh, tonight can be the night. God bless you guys. Anyone else in this building? Anyone else here? You need Jesus. You need forgiveness. You need help beyond yourself. Direction beyond yourself. The beauty of serving Christ. We turn to him. Why? Because he knows everything. He knows everything about what you're going through, your life, your family, everything. Jesus, touch every person in this building, God, that needs you. And I pray in Jesus' name for these precious people that, God, your spirit is touched and drawn to a place of surrender. I, I thank you for bringing them across that place of, of total surrender in repentance in Jesus' name. Stand with us, please, everyone. 
In a moment, Pastor John and the team are going to lead us in a chorus. And when they do so, I want to challenge you. If you raise your hand, I want to challenge you. Make your way to this altar area. We just simply want to pray with you. You don't have to come and stay here long. It doesn't take long to give your life to Christ. It's just a surrender. God, I need you. Forgive me. God, forgive me. Come into my heart. Change me, Lord. Help me to serve you with all my heart. And so across this building, if that's your need, I want to ask you to come to this altar area when he starts to sing this chorus. And maybe there are others. You're a believer. Maybe you, you're, Maybe one of you, 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 you're going somewhere, but you're, you're, you're defaulting to leaning to your own understanding. And I'm telling you, God knows how to get you where you want to go because where you want to go is God's will. So he knows how to get you there. So follow him, all right? So if you need God's direction, come to this altar and say, God, I'm here. God, give me divine direction by your spirit. And if you need healing, whatever you need, let's come pray together around this front. Lead us, Pastor John. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Blessed be the name of the Lord. These altars are still open, of course. Pastor John is going to pray. And these altars are open for you if you need to come and pray. And so do so. Feel free to come right after this prayer. Jesus. Father, in Jesus' God. name, thank you so much, God, for ministering to us tonight. And thank you for drawing those to these altars that have come. I thank you, God, that by your Holy Spirit, you're ministering, Lord God, in doing the miraculous in these lives. I thank you that you're saving and delivering and turning situations around, that you're drawing them closer to you, Lord God, that you're uh, causing issues, Lord God, to disappear and causing joy and, and hope, Lord God, and peace to rise up in their lives. I just thank you, Lord God, uh, that you're moving even right now. And I pray that as we all leave this time together, God, that we wouldn't leave your presence, but God, let us go, Lord God, walking under your guidance and walking in your wisdom, Father. I pray that as we face the rest of this week that we would hear you clearly, Lord God, and that you would direct our paths as we trust in you with all of our heart and lean not into our own understanding. I thank you for the blessings that are in store for these, your people. We praise you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you, church. Love you so much. Pastor Wayne is here to serve anyone communion that would like to take it tonight. Otherwise, we hope to see you again very soon. Again, God bless.